0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service Already in Progress. Joy is cheerfulness, it's gladness, it's delight. But let me take it a step further. Joy is a feeling. It's a feeling that accompanies the expectation, the acquisition, and the possession of the things you desire. That gives us joy. A feeling of joy. Because you feel like you're possessing those things. And to delight in the Lord necessitates what David told us in his counsel to delight in the Lord, number one, it necessitates you trusting in the Lord. Number two, it necessitates you delighting yourself in the Lord. It ne- necessitates you committing your way to the Lord. And of course, it necessitates being patient by resting in the Lord. We trust. We delight, we commit, and we rest in the consciousness of the presence of the Lord. And we do that because we're acknowledging that God is the source of our joy. He is the source of our joy. So if all these things are so, the good counsel from David, to understand what it means to delight in a person, to understand what joy really means. Not just, you know, cheerfulness, gladness, and delight, but joy also means I have a feeling way down on the inside. And this feeling accompanies my expectation and acquisition and possession of the things. I desire. So if all those things are so, then why aren't the desires of your heart being fulfilled? Why don't we receive the desires of our heart sometimes? And so I want to call this message this morning, the desires of your heart. The desires of your heart. And so it begs a question. When David says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give unto you the desires of your heart. So why aren't we receiving the desires of our heart? The truth be told, beloved, the problem is never with God. But the problem lies in you. The problem lies in you. I like to say it this way within you lies the power to seize the hour within you. You're the one that's limiting God granted unto you the desires of your heart. It's not God holding out on you. It's not God holding back. You have the power within yourself. Within you lies the power to seize the hour. You might say, why do you say that? Well, Ephesians chapter 3, the 20th verse tells us, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power, here it is, that works in you. There is a power at work in you. And we need to use that power to seize the hour, meaning that I'm going to use the power that God has given me to release the desires of my heart being received in my life. So Paul said to the Ephesians 92, Him who is able, God is able to do exceedingly, And abundantly above all that you ask or think, above all that you ask or imagine. So many times we have have had an imagination of a desire being fulfilled in our lives, but yet that desire goes unfulfilled, it escapes us. But Paul says it's according to the power that works in you. So many people have made excuses. About not fulfilling not receiving the desires of the Lord. Excuses like they're not smart enough. They don't know this, they don't know that, or the other. Excuses like, the facts are against me. The facts are stacked up against me. If that's your attitude, you've lost even before starting. Then some people have said, well, I just don't have the power or others have too much power over me. Let me go back to what Paul said. The power is within you to receive all from God that you ask or imagine. What we need to understand, if you want to see the desires of the Lord fulfilled in your life, beloved, you got to have the right attitude. You gotta have Faith in God And instead of Marming and complaining You gotta get your praise on In the Lord Your attitude Is more important than your aptitude I I need you to hear me on this In the Lord Your attitude Is more important than your aptitude You could be an idiot An imbecile A moron But if you're willing to trust in the Lord, to delight yourself also in the Lord, to commit your ways unto the Lord and rest in him, you can see the fulfillment of the desires of your heart because attitude is more important than your aptitude. Then your faith is more important than the facts. I don't care what the facts are in the natural Facts are oftentimes just excuses we use to be mediocre in faith. Mediocre in our walk with God. I like the saying that excuses is nothing more than a tool in in, uh, in the toolbox of the incompetent. That's all excuses are. Excuses keep us incompetent in our faith, keep us lagging behind. Keep us being on the outside looking in. But I'm telling you, your faith is more important than the facts. I don't care what the facts are. The Lord said, if you'll trust in him, the Lord says, if you delight yourself also in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Just commit your ways unto him regardless of the facts. Regardless of the facts, rest in him. And then praise is always more important than power. It isn't always about how much power you have in life or how much power you think others may have over you. If you will praise the Lord, God inhabits the praises of his people. And I'm telling you that the praises unto God will always be more important than power because God is all power. So are the desires of the righteous always right? Some of you thought, well, maybe I didn't receive the desires of my heart because maybe they weren't right. I want you to understand something here, that more often than not, if you love God, you are the righteousness of God, then your desires are always right. I'll prove it from the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 17 says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. If you are joined to the Lord, you are one with him in spirit. How can your desire not be God's desire? See, here's the key, beloved. When we start desiring what God desires for us, then we can more quickly see the fulfillment of the desires of our heart. Let me give you a little test you can use, if you if you will, to know if your desires are righteous. But before I do that, let's talk about what a desire is. What is a desire? Over the years, God has granted unto many desires of my heart. Sometimes there were job opportunities, open doors in ministry. Sometimes there were things that happened in my family. Sometimes they were ministry, traveling ministry opportunities. You know, I have ministered on the continent of Africa on four different occasions, and each time it was God granting me a desire of my heart. I didn't reach out to somebody and say, can you invite me? They found me. They reached out to me. And I knew that was the desire of my heart because I always want to bring the gospel to the continent of Africa. And so I didn't need to go looking for an opportunity. The opportunity came looking for me because I was delighting myself in the Lord and he gave unto me the desires of my heart. So desire is a craving. Listen to me. A desire is a request, and many times it's an unspoken request. We just desire something, and we imagine something that could happen for us in our minds, and we never verbalize it, but it's still a desire. A desire is a wish. It's something you long for and something you hope for. This is a desire. But here's a little test I want to give you to apply to know if your desire is righteous so you don't second guess yourself, so you don't talk yourself out of your blessing. How can you know if your desire is righteous? After all, you're joined to the Lord. After all, you and the Lord are one spirit. If your desire has love for God, then it's a good possibility that desire is of God. Number one. Number two, if your desire has love for others, then there's a good possibility that desire is a righteous desire. You cannot say that something is a desire in your heart and God's going to give it to you when it violates the love of God. You cannot have a desire that hate on somebody, that mistreats somebody, that cheats somebody, misuse somebody. That violates the love of God, and it also violates your love for others. Can't look at a married person and say, I'm married to that person. That's the desire of my heart. No, that violates the love of God, and that violates love for that person's spouse. So God is not obligated to just grant any desire to us. But he promised he would give us the desires of our heart. And if our hearts are knitted with his, if our hearts are joined to him in one spirit, then we know our desires are going to be righteous desires. I'm not going to crave something, request something, wish for something, long for something, and hope for something that will render me out of the will of God. I won't do that. Huh? Huh? So even though we rejoice and we say, well, thank you, Lord, for giving me the desires of my heart. That's a faith statement. That's a faith statement. We got to learn to rejoice as if things were so because we walk by faith and not by sight. Did you hear me? We got to rejoice as if it is so. Let me give you a good example of that. In Psalms 21, And I'll show you why we rejoice as if it were so. In Psalms 21, David the psalmist, once again, verse 1, David says, The king, speaking of himself, The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. For you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. What was the desire of David's heart? The desire of David's heart was to defeat the Ammonites. The desire of David's heart was to overthrow the royal city of the Ammonites, the city of Rabab. The desire of David's heart was to one day wear a golden crown like kings do. Then in verse 3, we see that God granted David his desire. For you, for you meet him with the blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. So David rejoiced in the Lord. He had joined the strength of the Lord. In fact, he greatly rejoiced, believing God to fulfill the desire of his heart. Then he was able to say, you have given me the desire of my heart. You have not withheld the request of my lips. For you've met me with blessings and goodness. You've given me victory over the Ammonites. Given me victory over the king of the Ammonites, over the royal city. And you've even given me a crown of pure gold to wear on my head. This is a classic example of why we should rejoice as if our desires were already so. Don't tell me you believe in God to give you the desire of your heart, but yet you're not feeling that thing. And if you're feeling it, it ought to move you in joy and delight unto the Lord. huh? Remember now, joy is that feeling. That accompanies the expectation, the acquisition, and the possession of the things we desire. If you ain't feeling it, you're not really believing it. Did you hear what I said? If you're not feeling it, you're not believing it. You're just talking loud, saying nothing. Saying the Lord going to give me the desires of my heart. Well, if the Lord's going to give you the desire of your heart, then that desire is in your heart. And if that desire is in your heart, it ought to move you to joy and delight unto the Lord. How many hear what I'm saying? Hmm? But you got to rejoice as if the desire was already so. And here's why you should do that. Let me give you three reasons why you should do that. And I'll give you some scriptures to back this up. Number one, your desire already exists. Let me say it again. Your desire already exists. God was laying up for you even before you got here. Ephesians chapter one, verse four says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we be holy and without blame and love in him. Listen to what the word of the Lord says. God chose you. God chose you before the foundation of the world. And in that foundation, when God chose you, God laid up for you every desire you would ever have that's according to his heart. So God was preparing for us, storing up for us, laying up for us the very things we desire. And the only reason you can even desire it is because it already exists. I dare you to think of anything that doesn't already exist. I don't care how wild it may seem. The only reason you can conceive it in your mind is because it already exists. And so your desire already exists. Another reason you should rejoice is if it's so. Even though you're seeking your desire, your desire is also seeking you. Did you hear what I said? Because God chose you and laid up for you, his desires and blessings are seeking you. You don't have to go chasing after your blessing. Your blessing is chasing after you. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 2 says, And all of these blessings of the Lord shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Did you hear that? Of all of these blessings, the blessings of God, they will come upon you and they will overtake you if you're walking in obedience. That's how your blessing find you. That's how the desire of your heart finds you because you're walking in a place called there. You're walking in the blessings of the Lord in a place called there, and that's exactly where that blessing is going to overtake you. So not only does it already exist, the desire is seeking you. Then we need to understand something. If you get in your heart a desire of your heart, you don't get that in a vacuum. You have to understand God's role in that. When you have a desire in your heart, it is the same as if God was knocking at the door of your heart. And God wants you to allow that desire to come in. Hmm? God is knocking at the door of our hearts. Why did I say that? In Revelation chapter 3, the Lord instructed John to write, to the angels of the seven churches of Asia, but that seventh church, the church of the Laodiceans, that lukewarm church. Here's what the Lord said to that lukewarm church. He says that I wish that you were cold or hot, and because you're neither cold nor hot, you're lukewarm, and because you're lukewarm. The Lord says, I will spew you out of my mouth because you're neither cold nor hot. Then in the 20th verse, God said to that same church, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open up the door and invite me in, I will come into him and I'll sup with him and he with me. That is God fulfilling the desire of your heart. God is knocking at the doors of our hearts right now. And the question is, will you let him in? Will you let him in if God give you desire? Don't think, no, that's just too good to ever happen to me. It wasn't too good for God to give to you. So you might as well open up the door and let God fulfill the desire of your heart. Now, in closing, I want to leave you with this. Rejoice in the fulfillment of your desire. Get your joy on. Start delighting. Rejoice in the fulfillment of your desire and act as though it is so. Call those things that be not as though they were. Why do you do that? Because Proverbs tells us, Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred, maketh the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's like a tree of life. Do you understand what the writer of Proverbs is saying? He's saying when your gratification or satisfaction in life is delayed, it brings a lot of pain and heartache to our lives. We need to lift up our hung down heads. We need to put a big smile on our face and let the joy of the Lord be our strength because God is knocking at the door of our hearts and he wants to give us the very things he has laid up from us when he chose us before the foundation of the world. But hope deferred. You keep putting it off saying, no, that couldn't be for me. No, that will never happen for me. But your hope deferred will make you sick. But when the desire comes, it is like a tree of life. Why does a tree have a picture of life? Because the tree is in full bloom with green foliage, with fruit hanging from that tree. And that's the way it looks when you receive the desires of your heart. But hope deferred will make you sick. Hope deferred is nothing but disappointment. Many of you have been disappointed. You're still disappointed. But we can get beyond disappointment by delighting ourselves also in the Lord. And he promised he would give us the desires of a heart. You see, disappointment leads to discouragement. Let me say it again. Disappointment leads to discouragement. And discouragement leads to disillusionment. Did you know that? And disillusionment leads to distress. And distress leads to stress. And stress leads to what? Sickness. But yet God is knocking at the door of your heart saying I want to give you the desire of your heart. Trust in me. Delight yourself also in me. Commit your ways unto me. Rest in me. Get beyond the disappointment and the disillusionment. Get beyond the distress, the stress, and the sickness. I want to give you the joy. I want to give you my joy by fulfilling the desires of your heart. So whatever you desire, beloved, whether it's marriage, job opportunity, ministry, or ministry opportunity, whether it's a special kind of job, perhaps it's a promotion on your job. Whatever you desire, delight yourself also in the Lord and he promised that he will give you the desires of your heart. Father, thank you. Thank you for that wise counsel from the psalmist David that if we'll just trust in you, that if we'll just delight ourselves also in you, commit our ways unto you, you will give us the desires of a heart. Thank you for choosing us before the foundation of the world. And you laid up blessings for us before we even got here. And all the blessings of the Lord shall come upon us and overtake us because we'll bend the voice of the Lord our God. Thank you, Father, for... our desires, they're already here. They exist. They're seeking us. You're knocking at the hearts of our the doors of our hearts, saying, Let me in. Let me in. And when God comes in, he never comes in empty handed. He always comes in with blessings. And it's those blessings that make you rich and add no sorrow. In Jesus' name. Well, beloved, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Trust in him. Delight yourself also in him. Commit it to the Lord. Just commit your ways to him and be patient. Rest in him and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Remember faith which worketh by love. Walk in love and have faith in God. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.